welcome to this week's Skeptical Reporter. My name is Miruna from the Skeptics in Romania podcast and I am bringing you news on science and skepticism from around the world. A cleric in Pakistan's Punjab province has warned that a jihad would be launched against polio vaccination teams at a time when the World Health Organization has expressed concern at the emergence of new cases of the disease across the country. In the Muzaffargar district, Maulvi Ibrahim Christi declared the anti-polio campaign as un-Islamic and announced at the local mosque that jihad, or holy war, should be carried out against the polio vaccination team. Christi made the remarks after a vaccination team asked families in the area to cooperate with the campaign. The cleric went to the largest mosque in the area and declared that polio drops were poison and against Islam. Residents said the cleric had tried to convince them that the polio campaign was a Western conspiracy to render the population impotent. After a police raid, the vaccination team returned to the area to implement the immunization campaign. The WHO recently expressed concern over a spike in polio cases across Pakistan, particularly the country's northwestern tribal region, where around 150,000 children have reportedly not been immunized. A Texas couple claim in court that they were defamed by major media companies including the New York Times, CNN, Thomson Reuters and ABC News after a self-proclaimed psychic told the sheriff that 25 to 30 dismembered bodies were buried in a mass grave at their home. Joe Banks and Gina Charlton sued the news outlets, the Liberty County Sheriff's Office, Houston-based KPRC-TV and Jane Doe aka Angel, the self-proclaimed psychic, in Dallas County Court. The couple claimed that Angel called the Sheriff's Office on the 6th of June 2011 and said that 25 to 30 dismembered bodies were buried at their house. The Sheriff's Office provided the plaintiff's address to news media and repeated the false statement and it made nationwide and worldwide headlines according to the complaint. The couple claimed the sheriff's office was unreasonable in relying on an uncorroborated tip from a self-proclaimed psychic source who has proven to be unreliable and untrustworthy. <laughs> Grieving parents who lost a baby to whooping cough have lashed out at the University of Wollongong researcher who questioned their motives for going public with their story. Judy Williman, a PhD student and former Iliwara High School teacher, questioned whether Tony and David McCaffrey had been paid to promote the whooping cough vaccine. Mrs. Williman said the state government was using four-week-old Dana's death and the mantra of seeing sick babies gasping for air to push the vaccine. Dana died of whooping cough, or pertussis, in March 2009. Her parents have since worked with health authorities to raise awareness about the infection and gave permission for their story to be used in an NSW health department campaign. On the Australian Vaccination Network website, Williman said she was concerned to know if the McCaffreys have received any money, either directly or indirectly, for promoting this cause. Tony McCaffrey hit back on the Facebook wall, stopped the Australian Vaccination Network. Dana is not an anecdote. We do not receive money for warning people about whooping cough. That is the most disgusting allegation. Government has not used us to promote vaccines in recent media stories. We agree to such interviews in our own time without any agenda other than to give people the warning we did not receive, he explained. A new study claiming to find disadvantages for children raised by same-sex parents is attracting criticism from social scientists who say the research does not actually address how well gays and lesbians parent. Most were raised by heterosexual parents, but 175 had mothers who at one point had same-sex relationships and another 73 of whom had dads once in same-sex relationships. 
The results suggested that children of these parents are more likely than kids in other family structures to be on public assistance, unemployed, or in therapy as adults, among other negative outcomes. Other scientists say the research is deeply flawed and does not measure the effect of same-sex parenting at all. The study defined same-sex parenting by asking participants if their parents had ever had same-sex relationships and whether they had lived with the parent at that time. That led to a hodgepodge group of people who were compared with kids in stable, married homes, said Judith Stacy, a sociologist at New York University who was not involved in the research. And now let's look at some news in science. NASA's newest space telescope, an ambitious X-ray observatory, launched into orbit on the 13th of June on a mission to peer deep into the universe and study the violent regions around black holes. The Nuclear Spectroscopic Telescope Array, New Star spacecraft, is beginning a two-year mission to probe high-energy regions of the universe, including black holes and the remnants of stars that died in supernova explosions. It will use a telescope sensitive to regions of the X-ray spectrum of light that are higher in energy than any space observatory before it. With NewStar, we'll be able to image the sky, read the story, and understand things like how galaxies form and how black holes grow, said NewStar principal investigator Fiona Harrison of Caltech, adding, It will pinpoint these massive black holes and locate them within galaxies. Stem cells can remain alive in human corpses for at least 17 days after death, researchers say. Stem cells give rise to other cells in the body, a property that makes them extraordinarily valuable in potential therapies. These potent cells are often rare, only present in small numbers in tissue samples from patients, and difficult to distinguish from other cell types in many cases. As such, scientists are investigating novel ways to procure stem cells and improve the viability of the ones they can get. Past research had suggested that stem cells could actually survive in up to two-day-old cadavers, but researchers had thought that dead bodies would be poor homes for any cells, lacking the oxygen and nutrients the body's cells need to stay alive. The cadavers used in the latest research had been kept at 4 degrees Celsius to keep from rotting. The stem cells the researchers isolated give rise to skeletal muscle, the kind connected to the bones, as opposed to the kind in the heart or other internal organs. Apparently, the stem cells were able to survive in the total absence of oxygen. The researchers also recovered viable stem cells from mice 14 days after death. These cells appeared to function properly after they were transplanted into living mice, helping regenerate damaged tissues. A huge portion of New Zealand's South Island has been designated as the world's largest international dark sky reserve, making it one of the best places for stargazing on the globe. The new reserve is coming in at a gold-level status, said the International Dark Sky Association's executive director, Bob Parks. That means the skies there are almost totally free from light pollution. The new reserve has been dubbed the Auraki Mackenzie International Dark Sky Reserve. It is the fourth such dark sky reserve in the world and covers more than 4,000 square kilometers. To qualify to be a reserve, areas need to be endowed with dark skies and virtually no light pollution. This week's announcement coincides with the third International Starlight Conference, a United Nations-led effort that emphasizes that a star-filled night sky is part of the common heritage of mankind and that protections are necessary to ensure that present and future generations will be able to see the stars. Cockroaches, snails and clams have already become living batteries as experimental cyborgs. A new MIT fuel cell could extend that futuristic idea to humans by drawing its power from the fluid surrounding the human brain. The fuel cell can already make enough power for low-power brain implants, devices that could eventually help paralyzed patients move their legs and arms again. MIT researchers made the fuel cell out of silicon and platinum so that it can last for years with a low risk of provoking the body's immune response. 
The glucosyl cell, when combined with such ultra-low power electronics, can enable brain implants or other implants to be completely self-powered, said Rahul Saperskar, an associate professor of electrical engineering and computer science at MIT. MIT's fuel cell mimics the role of the human body's enzymes by breaking down glucose, sugar, into energy. The glucose in the brain's cerebrospinal fluid represents a continuous fuel supply for the fuel cell. And now, in local news from Romania, we learn that over 500 Romanians have been bitten by ticks in the capital. Bucharest, in particular, has been confronted with this problem, and the scared inhabitants of the city rushed to hospitals to make sure they were safe after having been bitten. In just 10 days, from the 1st of June to the 11th of June, the National Institute for Infectious Diseases, Matei Balș, has seen 550 people come in to get checked out. According to specialists, a tick bite can be dangerous if left untreated. This was Miruna for The Skeptical Reporter. This show was recorded today, the 14th of June, 2012. Thank you for listening.